0: This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP Members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you.
1: If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information.
0: I sure do thank you for
1: your support. Now, hear your show. Another day, another 1750. Man, you're Mr. Moneybag. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Civil War II number 2, written by Brian Michael Bindus with art by David Marquez. Two issues in one month? Heck yes! As the Marvel Universe reels from the events of the first issue, Tony Stark decides to take matters and the law into his own hands and declares war on the Inhumans. Not everyone agrees with Tony's perspective, and they're willing to die trying to stop him. So here's the problem with uh, Civil War is that it is not a seven issue series as they as they stayed on the cover. Mm -hmm. In order to understand what has gone on to get us to issue number two, you have to read the comics in the following order. Mm -hmm. Uh, Civil War two, number zero. Civil War, Civil War two, number one, up to page twenty eight. Mm -hmm. Then Civil War, uh, then the Free Comic Book Day Civil War number one. Mm -hmm. Then Civil War, uh, two number one from twenty eight to the end of the book. Then you can read Civil War two number two, and I think if you read it in that order, Matthew, it will it'll clear up your problem about well they killed somebody off panel and I didn't get to see it because the actual battle with Rhodey where he dies actually happens in Mm -hmm. that um free comic book day issue. And they have, yeah, because literally, because I was reading all of it today and I said, well, let's figure out because there'd be no way that they would just off panel kill Rhodey without someplace having it spelled out. And so I went in and I picked up the free comic book day issue. And sure enough, if you read right onto page 28 where Ulysses wakes up and says, Oh, we've got a problem. Then you jump over to that free comic book day issue. It kind of picks up right from that point where the inhumans come to the Triskelion, and say, hey, we need to go do this. And Rhodey's mm-hmm. there. And he and uh, Ms. Marvel are kissing and smooching each other. And then they go off to battle mm-hmm. Thanos. Thanos shows up and says, you're not supposed to be here. And then a big battle ensues, which ends with uh, Rhodey getting punched by Thanos. Um, and um, and She-Hulk getting uh, shot by one of Rhodey's giant um, uh, missiles. And then when you jump back... Uh, into issue one, then you pick right up with Tony Stark's laboratory where MJ walks in and says, Hey, we lost roadie. And then it, then you carry on through the rest of that issue. And I think, uh, and the, the problem is with civil war two, number one is it came out after the free comic book day. And I think they knew this in advance. And what they should have done is they should have put a little note in the, in there at the end of that page that says editor's note: see, Civil War 2 free comic book day edition number one. And that mm-hmm. would have, and I, and, and here's what I think happened. This first issue was already so big and already costing people five bucks that if they were to pack mm-hmm. another 12 pages into this, that it would have been a $7 comic and that would have caused fans to not buy it. And so that's why, Plus for you, they,
0: you know, they also had to get that important big, uh, death moment they had to get something big in the free comic book day issue. Yeah, they did,
1: the- and I and I honestly think what they should have done, thinking back, what they should have done is they should have taken taken um, Civil War Two number zero and made that the free comic book day issue, mm. because that's the whole thing. Where and I don't know what is this uh, cloud that's that zaps around the planet and turns people into inhumans.
0: Uh that's the the Mist Yeah, the Terrigan mist. Terrigan thing. mist.
1: And it just floats around
0: around a couple of crossovers ago when the inhumans started taking over the
1: X-Men's role. Yeah, because the um, because that issue introduces Ulysses and it ends with a moment where he sees New York destroyed Mm -hmm. and he goes, oh, what's going on? And that would have been a great way to say, see you all in Civil War number one in two weeks or whatever it would have been, Uh, because I think that would have been better. And then they could have fit that big battle into this issue and the fallout. Um, because then that way it reads as a much better story when you read them in that order. But the problem is I don't think Marvel wants to tell people, Hey man, this is a nine or 12 issue series because it's already going to attack on about another five issues by the time that they're in with it. And they don't want people rolling their eyes going, Oh God, here we go again with another secret wars, the never ending secret wars that continues on onward and forever. And, um, so they're breaking it up into weird parts like civil war two, number zero. Well, who's going to pick up a a number zero issue? Not many people, right? Because they want to start with number one. Who's going to pick up the free comic book day issue that has a huge chunk of this story in it and then you get into the main story. So really what we are at, in my opinion, Mm. is that we are at issue 3.5 in our review this week of Civil War 2 number 2.
0: Which is problematic and I I mean, the expectation that we have And I say it a lot about this particular writer. Bendis writes for an eventual
1: trade. Right. And this will probably be collected, except I wonder if they will split the story. It'll be interesting to see if in the story, if they split it and show the battle.
0: It's entirely possible because when it comes to Marvel, they are notable for putting a lot of stuff in the trades and sometimes rebuilding and and rejiggering stuff for the trades. But I think that as an individual storyline, as a big intercompany crossover – They are intentionally making it complicated. They're intentionally making it buy 1,500 different stories because they don't want anybody, if you look at the last page of this issue, they don't want anybody thinking that any of these issues, like, say, Civil War Spider-Man number one or Civil War II X-Men number one aren't absolutely essential parts of the story that you have to buy because we want you to buy as much, you know, these... These are money grabs, and when the money grab has a good story behind it, we're willing to accept that. We're willing to take it. We're willing to roll with punches. I am really at the point where no matter how beautiful this issue is, I, I feel like I have, I have a prejudgment. I, I feel myself going, God –
1: yeah, we Guys, just finished with Secret Wars. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the thing that yeah. so far, now I don't know what splits off from this or when are the next Civil War II issues and tie-ins come out, but so far, mm-hmm. save for the free comic book day issue, which is part of Civil War two. I mean, it doesn't say, you know, prelude to Civil War Two or uh Road to Civil War Two or any of those other ones that we're gonna see with X Men and Spiderman's and all of that stuff. This one is uh, in this order that I've read it. Right there is no need to have any other tie-in issues. There's there's nothing that says, hey, kids, go read Spider-Man number two to see where Spidey sits in all this or go check out what's going on in Captain America's mind. So I think so far it's, it's pretty good and self-contained. Now, of course, they're going to spin it off into 20 different issues that some of them you'll have to buy, right. but this one does not so far feel as disjointed as the first Civil War book if you were just reading those Ish. seven issues or 12 issues or whatever they did.
0: I will grant you that because the first two, actually the first three issues of the original Civil War from 2006 are three completely un- unrelated sets of right. exactly. And this has a story th- through line. But even this issue throws in a giant what moment. So Because we get to a point where, well. Go ahead. Tony Stark. Yeah. Has kidnapped a 16-year-old boy.
1: Yeah, Ulysses. He's the kid that can see the, the future. Lab. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Taking him off to his lab and literally physically abusing him.
1: Flicks him in the head. And
0: then, of course. uh, And then the Avengers, the Ultimates, and the Inhumans show up on his doorstep and say, dude, you can't do this as a 16-year-old boy. Then suddenly everyone is gripped with a vision of being murdered by the Hulk.
1: Right. That's Ulysses Powers going into effect and the powers are getting stronger and stronger. So yes, Tony's very upset that uh, Ulysses can see the future or or we don't know what his agenda is, is what Stark is worried about. Uh, The ultimates led by Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel. Tony
0: uh, is worried that somehow he is biased.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, and this is where it breaks down to because Tony thinks that there is a bias because in the um, first issue, Ulysses saw this attack and he told the Inhumans and the Inhumans came to the Avengers and to the Ultimates and to everyone else and said, hey, we can stop this together. We've given you a little bit of information. Then it comes out that, hey, this kid can see the future. And Tony's worried about, well, are we altering the future? Because he saw a different future. He saw one where New York was destroyed and we were all dead and when they try to bring in Jean Grey to try to read his mind they find out that they can't read his mind and then in the um and then it leads to a Thanos battle where Rhodey dies and of course losing your best friend has an effect on Tony and so this issue he does go and kidnap Ulysses and attempts to um map his brain so he can figure out what's going on and how his powers work uh and of course the Inhumans are upset because Tony Stark an American has invaded their continent that or their They're country that is defense. just off that is just off the coast of of new york and so yes they all are trying to battle and miss marvel is like whoa 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 let's just calm down here let's let's work together on this let's not go insane let's not start an international incident let's not start a civil war so to speak it's captain marvel the captain marvel sorry um and uh you know tony i don't think has ill intent towards the boy He's just trying to figure out what triggers the powers. But yes, in the middle of that, Ulysses does have a giant um, mm-hmm. vision of naked Hulk uh, with everyone, everyone dead. And that leads to kind of the, the cliffhanger here where Bruce Banner is out in Utah doing his researchy thing. And um, Captain Marvel shows up and we presume is going to take him down because her thing is. We must prevent these horrific futures from happening in any way we can.
0: She wants to change the future. Yeah.
1: And which I, you know, I kind of dig how this, this issue ended. I thought it was pretty cool. The only odd thing is, is if it's so easy to get to Bruce Banner, why couldn't they get him to uh, New York to save She-Hulk?
0: Right. And the thing that's very important is I have not been reading everything, but in... Uh, totally awesome Hulk. Where mm-hmm. Amadeus Cho is the current active gamma-powered Hulk. Right. There's an implication that even he doesn't know where Bruce Banner is.
1: Mm, okay.
0: So apparently, Bruce Banner is not off doing something secretive and walking the streets of America. Well, America's.
1: unless Do-do-do-do. unless he is um unless he's in a secret research facility that Shield is and the Ultimates yeah. know about. I mean, he could be. He's in a like secret and, and I thought. Shield. And I thought too uh, that um. Amadeus Cho was the naked Hulk.
0: Amadeus, yeah, Amadeus is the totally awesome Hulk.
1: The totally naked I Hulk. I wonder. because If so, you look at
0: that issue, they don't show us the hair, which
1: no, is the differentiation don't. point between the two Hulks. Well, except that Bruce, I think, wears pants, and this one's obviously not.
0: Well, Amadeus wears pants, too.
1: Oh, does he? Okay, because there was in that first couple of issues where it was the big deal that he was running around naked. But we don't know why. Amadeus has big, stretchy pants. We don't know why um, Captain Marvel has come to Bruce Banner. Uh, Some people would say, by the way, her fists are clenched, that she's there to kill him. She looks angry. She looks angry, but maybe she's just there to say, Bruce, we need to we need to talk. Bruce, we need to talk. And uh, it's about your mother, Bruce. Bruce. Her, her name is Martha, and my name's Martha. We need to work together to put an end to this craziness. Oh uh, so God. we don't know what the deal is. I, I would be very surprised if she just punches Bruce in the head and kills him, because if she was just going to show up there to kill him, she wouldn't even have to say his name. She'd just come up behind him at a hundred miles an hour and bash his head into that giant reactor unit, and then he'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that the cliffhanger here is the implication that that uh, Bruce Banner is in trouble. But, right, uh, but they want it. Oh, I think the they. I think they want it to be that way. But I don't know now where the next where the next stuff is because at the back of the book it has Civil War Two has Captain Marvel number six, Civil War Two Amazing Spider Man one, mm-hmm. Civil War Two Choosing Sides one, Civil War Two mm-hmm. Gods of War one. So far, none of those have any tie-in mm-hmm. to this story that we know of, except that maybe in Civil War Two Gods of War. Doc Sampson's going to come in and do some more psychoanalysis on uh, Captain Marvel. That is the problem is that they have not spelled <laughs> out what the, um, you know, what the the reading list is for this. But so far, you know, I really didn't have a problem with with this issue. I, I you know, if, right. again, and, having read all that stuff. Now, again, if, if it's like you and you just picked up issue one and issue two, I could see where you could go, what in the F and F is going on? I don't like this. This doesn't make any sense, but then when you read the three and a half issues that we're into, it makes perfect sense and is a much tighter story than the first civil war. Yay nay. Matthew?
0: But I think the fact that the fact that you have to read an extra issue and a half outside yeah. of the natural expectation of a reading order mm-hmm. really does work against this story. It works against the crossover for, for me. And the fact that if you look at the solicits for the stuff in the back of the book, clearly the issue of Inhuman seems to be taking place during this issue. Mm-hmm. And the Sam Wilson Captain America seems to be about a funeral which may be taking place either between one and two or during the events of this issue. And it just it seems like we're going to have a, a lot of places where As we did in the original Civil War, you have characters off doing things where the consequences either aren't followed up on or don't make sense, or somehow a character is doing one thing and then suddenly is doing something completely different in the next issue, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is a stronger, total, coherent narrative than the first two issues of Civil War, Mm -hmm. but it's still something that is designed to make me go buy other comics.
1: Yeah. And until I you know, I really at this point, I can't say that that's the case until I I mean, I know that I mean, we know that's the case. But um, until we get to a point where it's like, hey, the Spider-Man where he's having a moment of conscious uh, uh, turmoil and MJ steps forward as the new Iron Man or whatever, unless that happens in the Iron Man stuff and then suddenly MJ appears in Civil War two all decked out. Then, yes, I would agree with you. But right now, up until this point, this is a coherent story that makes that makes sense. And I I enjoyed it and I enjoyed this issue. And I like the arguments that I, I just like in the first Civil War. I like the arguments that both sides are making. And I wonder, Matthew, what would you do if you mm-hmm. could if you had a way to predict the future? If you could see the future and know that something was going to happen, for example, you're going to be in a car wreck tomorrow. Would you do something to prevent it? If you, mm-hmm. if you knew that you could just take a different route to work and that would prevent your accident or you, or would you just say, well, my accident is destined to happen. Therefore, I'm going to go and be in a car wreck.
0: I'd change the future, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think most but of us I would. also
0: I wouldn't capture and torture a 16 year old teenager. You
1: know? He doesn't, I mean, torture is kind of a rough word. He literally just flicks the kid in the head.
0: Uh huh. After time. I am to a chair, kidnapping him out of his bed and sticking a bunch of electrodes to his face.
1: Well, sticking electrodes is not a, is not torture. Besides, he's mapping the kids, sticking
0: brain. electrodes when you've been stolen out of your bed without your consent is a little bit torture.
1: And eh, uh, he's not he's not bringing ultimate physical harm to the boy in the way that we uh, most people would assume that torture is carried out today. He is not punching the kid and blooding him. He's not waterboarding him. He's not giving him electroshock. I would agree that Tony is not doing something right. He should have been a little bit more upfront with the Inhumans uh, about what he wanted to do and why. But I don't know if I would call that torture.
0: He wound up to punch him and was interrupted by other superheroes Uh, arriving.
1: He was winding up to punch him because he knew... He was never going to punch the kid. He even says that. He said, I just wanted to see what would trigger your trigger your vision, if it was just the threat of it or the actual act. I asked this question the other day, if people wanted to uh, protect the future or change the future. And a lot of people, I was really surprised, said that they would want to protect the future. And I don't know why well, that is. Well, I guess
0: it depends on how... You- It kind of depends on how you look at it. I mean, if you look at it from a Ted Mosby perspective, where you're destined to find that one person and marry her because she has a yellow umbrella, that's one thing. But I think that it kind of depends on how you look at the universe. It's a question of, do you believe that, you know, the Doctor Who thing about fixed points in time? Would you go back and try to save Abraham Lincoln from assassination? Would you go and kill baby Hitler? And see, that's the answer a, yeah. to that question, it's as it's, it's much about the person and their understanding of things. Because some people will argue morality. Some people will argue temporal mechanics. Some people will just argue to argue. So I can definitely see why you'd want to protect the future, especially if you expect that you know there's some sort of perfect future or some sort of better thing waiting for you around the corner. That's almost, a, you know, a, a positive, an upbeat viewpoint of the future will be what it is and it'll be it'll be better than than today.
1: I suppose. I mean, if if you if you believe that, I mean, you may be looking at it and it could be a dystopia and you could just be saying, oh, crap, this is the direction <laughs> we're headed in. And this is how the election turns out. and No, oh, it's a horrible time. Now I need to go. You make sure are that a that glass half
0: empty person.
1: Now, I would I would say generally it's it's half full. But I mean, if if. I could see the future and I knew that I could change the future. Now the past, I don't think you can change, but if you could see the future and change the future, then I think you have a different argument right there. And I think that that is, it's very interesting to say, well, if we were to, I mean, that goes into the whole, um, uh, what was that Tom Cruise movie? Um,
0: lather rinse repeat.
1: No, 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 not lather rinse repeat. No, 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 no. It's the one where he could see the future precogs where they had the, uh, Precogs oh, Minority Report. Minority Report. See, that's kind of what Marvel's doing here is they're doing their own Minority Report with Ulysses serving as the uh, precogs in a tank the of uh, fluid. Yeah. So uh, it's it does bring into that question of at what point does the future, the glimpses that you're getting, what, what part of that is misleading,
0: right? Or uh, are the glimpses themselves creating fu- the
1: future? right.
0: By, right. by, I think, you
1: know, And I think that's what Tony's trying to figure observing out. observing
0: it, you're changing it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what Tony's trying to figure out. Is is this something that's really happening? Is it something that's predestined to happen? Is this something that we're allowed to change? And I think it's very fascinating. So I'd like to see where Brian Michael Bendis goes with that train of thought. And if he continues to explore it in this book, or if he's like, okay, yeah, the writing team of, what do they call it, the brain trust or whatever? Is that what Marvel calls them?
0: I I don't know. I
1: think that's what they call them or the I forget what they call that whole team of writers about eight, six years ago. Um, But I would like to see I would like to see where Bendis takes this argument and how it plays out. So for me, this book is kind of a thumbs up and I and I enjoyed it. I thought the art was fine. I thought the story was fine.
0: I just don't feel like they're going to do more than raise the specter of the questions. And I feel like historically, Marvel is really good at bringing up these questions and then utterly failing to really probe them or address them or break them down. Just you know, restate them over and over and over as we saw in the original Civil War. And then it ends with a big fight and Steve Rogers is shot dead and the whole thing is kind of thrown aside because the questions are really just the MacGuffin. And while I do appreciate and I agree with you that it is a, an intriguing premise. It's the MacGuffin. And I really feel like this issue with the Hulk reveal that we've seen is the beginning of that MacGuffin is no longer necessary. Now it's time for some big, huge widescreen action sequences and some explosions. But I've been wrong before. Uh, I don't think it's a bad book. I think it looks really good. I feel like David Marquez just knocked the art out of oh, the yeah,
1: park. Yeah, yeah. And... Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody looks phenomenal and even the concept of the naked hulk in a you know a room full of dead bodies isn't as gross as it would have been if it had been like i don't know frank gary frank drawing it
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: here it look i mean it comes across as terrifying rather than norm inducing so i wouldn't recommend this issue but i wouldn't recommend it partly because of what it is partly because of its place in the grand scheme of things had this story been an issue of iron man as part of an ongoing thing where i wasn't expecting to have to buy 115 different issues to understand it i might have given this story and this art a different kind of you know different different expectation and i might have been more willing to recommend it but at this point i'm still cautious i'm i'm optimistic but I'm still cautious of Civil War Two because I just there's so many. There's yeah, so here's many the thing: previous expectations that have just. Flames.
1: Yeah, here, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to read this just by itself. I'm not going to read the, the spine tie-ins. title. I'm just going to read the spine title, and at the end of that, without you know, if someone said, "Oh yeah, the big uh, Mary Jane reveal happens in this, and that's why that happens." Um, I'm just going to try to stay out of the rest of the Civil War tie-ins and only stick with the Spine book and see if it makes coherent sense. And I'm I'm going to bet that Bendis is better at controlling a story than Mark Miller is. And I think that the end result of just reading the Spine book will be just as satisfying. And if it is, then I think that may signal a new direction that Marvel is going in that, yes, we do have this big event with a lot of different tie-ins, but – If you just want to read the spine book, you're still going to be okay. But if you want a deeper, richer experience, Mm -hmm. then here's, here's all this other stuff. And I think that would be really good.
0: I feel like I, I, I believe that Bendis is a more centered, a more coherent kind of beginning, middle and end writer than Mark Mm -hmm. Miller. Mm -hmm. He doesn't lean on his set pieces and his, you know, rude language and his big explosions in the same way that Miller does and to the same extent that Mark Miller does. So right. I would agree with you there. There's definitely at least more positive previous stuff. You know, if you look at his ultimate Spider-Man run, if you look at his run on Avengers, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. But there's also moments that are like, Ehh. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. All still right. worried. Coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have Creepy Comics number 24, Department H number 3. Uh, Tomb Raider, 2016, number five, over at uh, DC Comics. We have Action Comics number 958. Oh, real quick. Someone Mm -hmm. wrote into me the other day and they're like, uh, so the way I understand it is we're getting a um, we're getting in this whole rebirth thing. We're getting two number ones each month and then two number twos each month, like Wonder Woman one and then another Wonder Woman one. And I just Mm -hmm. want to make sure that everyone's clear that uh, Flash Rebirth number one is its own book. Right. And flash number one is it's also its own book mm-hmm. going forward after all of the rebirth issues out of the way. And really you should have just called flash rebirth flash number zero. Right. Uh, because right. then going forward in this biweekly release of comics, you're, you will be getting flash number two, flash number three, flash number four right. and, and so on. So
0: it will be the flash series ongoing in a biweekly status. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the series.
1: and so, yeah, keep in mind that the rebirth thing really should have been a number zero, But I think during a relaunch, reboot, reimagining, the last thing you want to do is put a zero hour specter on top of it by putting a big zero on your cover. So
0: a number one is better than a number zero. Yeah, because a number zero is stupid.
1: Yeah. Basically, it's saying you don't have to read this book. Uh, So just to just to clear that up for people. So Aquaman number one also comes out next week. Cyborg number 12, Deathstroke number 19, Flash number one, which I'm really looking forward to that Uh, uh, Red Robin or I'm sorry robin son of batman number 13 teen titans 21 and wonder woman number one Uh, idw publishing has action man number one back to the future number nine star trek manifest destiny trade paperback and the x-files number three that's what the like the fourth volume of the x-files image comics has aloha hawaiian dick number three black road number three drifter number 12 elephant men 2260 trade paperback (laughs) The All-Coming Evil, 2260, trade paperback.
0: Elephant Man, 2260. It is the year 2260.
1: She-Wolf, number one, is a mature reader's book, as is Snowfall, number five. And then Thief of Thieves, number 32. In fact, I'm looking. Hawaiian Dick is not a mature reader's. Mm -hmm. All the other books coming out next week from Image Comics are mature reader books, except for uh, Aloha, Hawaiian Dick, including Autumn Land's Tooth and Claw, number 11, also has us that MR tag on it. Good book. Yep. Uh, Marvel Comics has Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 10, Civil War 2 tie-in, Carnage, number nine, Doctor Strange, number nine, Drax, number nine, uh, Gwenpool, number three. That's actually a fun book. I like that.
0: It's not uh, terrible.
1: Ms. Marvel gets the Civil War 2 tie-in with issue number eight, Power Man and Iron Fist, number five, Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot, number six, Scarlet Witch, number seven, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, adaptation number one, which... <laughs> I don't know. That seems like it's way too late, too little, too late, because that's been almost. It really a, does. It's, it's been, been six like, months since that movie has come out. I've and, seen the movie. And to do the adaptation now seems weird, but I don't know what when uh, Star Wars Episode Four came out. Did, uh, the, did the comic Wars book? The comic one book comic di- came, out, came like, out before the movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It seems a little too little too late. And a lot of people have questioned that. But hey, whatever. Make some money. Maybe you'll see some more Poe Dameron action uh, in that book or not. Poe Dameron. Ultimates number eight, Web Warriors number nine, all coming out from Marvel Comics next week. In the rest category,
0: America number one,
1: Archie number nine. Looking forward to that. That's got a Veronica Fish cover on it. Oh, Uh, Veronica's a fish now? Yep. uh, Blacklist number 10. I don't know if you saw that story of... um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina number nine, which is coming out in September. I think it's nine. Mm -hmm. It's got a weird solicitation for it. Essentially, Sabrina's father is back from the dead and he's taken over Harvey's body, Harvey's body, which is Sabrina's dead uh, old boyfriend who's who's been dead. Sabrina doesn't know that. And she's trying to set up a romantic interlude with Harvey.
0: Given how incredibly disturbing that book is, yes, that is isn't hundred percent intentional. Well, and considering that, that's that, like a, a VC Andrews thing yes. coming around.
1: Well, and considering that uh, Sabrina married Cthulhu in Afterlife with Archie, but I read that and I was like, "Really? This is where they're going, and this is going to start off the Witch War because the the, uh, the, the ants previous... don't the ants don't want it to happen, so they kick the Witch War off by preventing that."
0: Yeah, the previous issues of Chilling Adventures featured. Uh, Sabrina and her family eating something undefined after Harvey's corpse disappeared.
1: Oh, okay, wow!
0: It is a truly horrifying book, and it's a horrifying book in a very subtle way. That if you're if you're not ready for it, it's there. But yeah, I I believe that that creepy, creepy incest thing is entirely one hundred percent intentional.
1: All right, Kareepy um, caripi. Something a little probably more uh, saccharine. Disney's Pixar Finding Dory cinema story. Nope.
0: That also has incest <laughs> and, and cannibalism
1: <laughs> oh, on. in it. Uh, let's see. They're We've fish. got uh, Wonderland number forty-eight. Uh, Grant Morrison's Eighteen Days trade paperback. Grumpy Cat and Pokey number five.
0: That's the one where Grumpy Cat eats Pokey.
1: Erwin Allen's Lost in Space number three.
0: That's the one where the robot is possessed by Will Roberts. Uh, Will Robinson. Uh, Madball.
1: Madball's number three. Munchkin number eighteen. Uh, Over the Garden Wall on, ongoing number three pre-code classic journey into fear hardcover volume one. Oh, did you really have to show her dis her, her, uh, her bloody head? Well, it could have, been worse. could have been
0: worse. It could have been worse. So we, we could have had it uh, framed so you could see the blood dripping from her, her neck. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, Puss in Boots number three, Ray Remember or
0: kids don't do drugs and testify.
1: Yes. Uh, shadow, the death of Margot lane. Number one, that, uh, has a rare, uh, uh, Matt Wagner Virgin edition that's 50 bucks right there if you want to pick that up
0: now does that take place in the
1: twilights no it does not that is a whole separate uh, series that's the one that I'm actually interested in because I saw oh this is the death of Margot Lane maybe that uh, drew me in so much that I missed that twilight zone thing so mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna be picking that series up the third issue came out this week what? but I'm, I'm looking forward to that
0: Who knows what evil lurks? Rod frickin' Serling knows.
1: Yep. Uh, And then finally, Zombie Tramp, ongoing number 24. That is definitely mature readers. And those Mm. are just some of the comics that you can find at your local comic shop. Next week, you can find the complete list over at Major Spoilers next week. And um, yeah, there we go. Next week on Dueling Review.
0: Action Man number one, written by John Barber. Art by Paolo Vianelli. Uh, Cover art by Chris Ebenes. Action Man is dead. Long live Action Man. He is the world's greatest special agent until he dies saving the planet with all the world's eyes on him. Now his young protege has to step into the role, whether he's ready or not.
1: You can show your support for this show and everything that we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important person at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep this show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review, and we will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say, You are the darkness. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.